Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. So I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. These episodes are recorded from my live Discord sessions where people from my community ask their questions all about family law and I try to answer them. If you would like to take part and ask a question yourself, I welcome you to join my Discord by clicking the link in my profile. Obviously, everyone that asks me a question knows that they're being recorded live for the podcast and I'm not giving advice. All I'm doing is making sensible suggestions and signposting. So enjoy the episode. Um, Sarah, I'm going to start with you. Uh, whenever you're ready, what's your question? Hiya, I don't know if it's going to be an easy one for you to answer. Basically, um, we've already started proceedings for a child arrangement order. Yeah. And we had the first hearing um, a week ago, Friday, like nearly two weeks ago on the 27th. Yeah. Um, they ordered that my ex um, has one night a fortnight with our son. Yeah. A few days later, um, my mum had told us that she's booked for me, my new husband, and my son. Yeah. Um, with my grandma's inheritance, she's booked us a holiday to Singapore, and she has miscalculated those weekends, and it falls on a weekend that my son should be with his dad now. Yeah. He is refusing to swap, saying that he's got plans with family. I've tried saying, you know, could he spend time with family another time? Is Can you let me know what, what you're doing on that day so we can try and make, maybe change it up? Because um, oh, the other thing is, it's my best friend's daughter's wedding on that weekend. We just assumed we weren't about to go because we haven't got the money. So it is like a huge deal, like a big holiday and a special occasion. Um, because he's not agreeing... I don't know whether it would be worth me applying for a specific issues order or are the courts likely to say that's his weekend? It's No. How many how many nights is he gonna miss, Sarah? Um, so he should have in that one night and I've offered him two nights in return. And how um, and how long how long are you going away for? Uh, it's a week. Yeah. I mean, if you made the application to the court, the court's going to say, look, they're going to say to dad, look, you know, be reasonable. These things are always going to happen. You can't expect to forego a week's holiday because he's going to miss one night contact, especially if you're offering makeup contact. So, no, I I mean, dad wouldn't win an application like that. Uh, and sorry, you would win your application. Dad, Dad wouldn't win defending an application like that. That's what I should have said, um, because it's only yeah, one it night. Is. And this happened. I mean, this is life, isn't it? This is why I always say, by all means, go ahead and get the child arrangements orders, but they're not going to cover every eventuality. And it's such a good question, Sarah, because it's the perfect example when parents have got to co-parent and be a little bit flexible. And you're saying to him, look, I get that it falls on one of your nights. But I'm going to give you, you know, makeup contacts and an additional night. Um, and, you know, he should say yes to that. So. Well, here yeah, he's not. Because there's history of domestic abuse. And, you know, when you fill out these forms for the child arrangements order, yeah. and it says, have you experienced domestic abuse? Not that it's necessarily impacting our, and that's, they've said no fact-finding hearing. So it's yeah. not impacting the outcome. Yeah. But he is fuming. <laughs> and so I fear that his response to say no is more about his feelings towards me and then about the child. Yeah. But I've also, I've been back and forth with him. He's not he's not budging. And I've emailed his solicitor and she hasn't responded. And I started to think, well, if the solicitor, like what you've just said, if the solicitor said to him, actually, this isn't going to look good. You know, this is what, you know, the, these things come up. Yeah. Inevitably things come up. Yeah. Then I'm thinking he's going to respond and say, okay, but because he hasn't, I'm there. I got then got thinking his solicitor has said, no, it's your weekend, You're, you have every one. No, 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 no. Um, Not, if, if, a judge would apply common sense and probably have a little word with him that he should be um, exercising a bit more discretion and, you know, co-parenting properly. That's, I think, what the outcome of that's going to be, Sarah. It's just unfortunate you've okay. got to go to court. Yeah, All but right. I can do an urgent hearing, can't I? Because it's in, it's in Easter, so it's only a couple of months away. Um, I, I'm not so sure that you'll get it urgent because urgents are when for child's uh, at risk. So, see how you go okay. anyway. All right. Okay. Thanks, Thanks Sarah. Really okay. Bye.
Um, that reminds me, guys. Um, Viscount, I'll come to you in just one second. Um, can I just remind you all that we record these sessions and they go out later on on a podcast? And the only reason I say that is that a lady got in touch um, with one of us here to say oh I've just seen my video and could you please take it down and of course we took it down um, but obviously we can't keep doing that you know um, this is all about social media and so you know the clips go on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and the podcast and it's listened to so if you suspect that the other half might be listening or whatever then obviously um, just you know be a bit more discreet and maybe ask one of the guys captain or mart in the tiktok live um but yeah as i say we, we we did take that one down but of course we can't keep doing that um viscount how are you we're still knocking the um the, the the bits down and trying to get to the um ongoing problem anyway, okay good. um yeah and I, I i keep asking back and i'm going to stop after this question uh, it's going back to normal yeah um that was in um june of 21 yeah. I feel that she hoodwinked the judge with the help of an advocate um, because he didn't take into consideration, well, because I think you said last week, uh, possibly to me or somebody else, that the judge um, takes all the information into perspective, you know, um, and what she did at the very end was that she said she wanted the uh, emergency uh, normalization order she feared reprisal. I was under the Section 2 for my own safety in a secure mental facility. So there was no way on earth I was going to get anywhere near her. But she kept it in the dark and then she then claimed that she needed an emergency one. Does that mean the judge didn't see where I was residing? Or did the what she say trump everything else? Viscount, so so yeah, so Viscount, if you're going to apply for a non-mal, it's because that there's obviously some sort of um, domestic violence going on. You fear for your safety, etc. So the majority of them yeah. are heard ex parte on their own. But anyway, yes. that that that's done. Uh, what's your question of me? Well, um, as I say, it, it kind of uh, go back because I feel that the judge was hoodwinked because she filled out the form uh, FL401 um, falsely. She made false um, and, and, information on And Viscount, when, when, Viscount, when was the order made? 21st of June, sorry, 20, June 21. So it's, it's a bit too so late to appeal it now. Is it even still in existence? Because generally they run for about 12 months. Yeah, 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 it ran for 12 months. Yeah. Whether she hoodwinked them, and I can go back and say, okay. um, you know, can we relook at it due to so so what so what what do you want to do, Viscount? Use it in the financial proceedings, or, or apply for a, another non-molestation order? I don't know what your question is. Um, well, I want to know because she lied on the application and lied in the statement. Is there any way that I can? Um, challenge that or, or put it into the financial um, order at all? Not not really. I mean, you, you can put it into the finances, but it's not going to get you anywhere, Viscount. I think the court's just going to be keen okay. to sort out the finances and move the matter on. All right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I will, I will the longer um, heart on it, I will put it to bed and leave it. Good. Good for you. Yes, all right. Thanks, Viscount. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Okay. I like... I like... Oh. NHS, sorry, Viscount, I didn't realise you were still talking to me. I'm so sorry. Um, that happens sometimes. I, I'd send people back into the audience a bit too quick. I did it again last night as well. Um, sorry, Viscount. Hello, Amy. Um, I hope you're well. Um, I've just uh, been in the middle of child arrangements, to be honest. Um, luckily, I was granted my non-molestation order um, earlier in January. Yeah. Um, and all's good, um, no no bother between myself and ex-partner now. Um, but Kafka's ordered at the first hearing in Jan to continue sending pictures of um, our child to um, um, ex-partner's uh, mother yeah. just because she was the third party of my choice. Um, and I continue to do that. And um, I'm not messaged her or anything. Um, I'm just 
um, a little bit concerned because they don't bother to ask about the well-being of, of our child at all, which is fine. They might not want to, which is fine. Um, but when our child turned three um, earlier in January, um, I did send a message, just a small one, to say, um, you can text me any time um, to do with our child. Um, if there's anything you want to know about, I'm going to text away, in other words. And um, they said that um, th th there was no response to that. Um, What's your question of me? Do you want to just jump in with the question? Yeah, yeah. So um, they blocked me um, for no reason. And I'm just a bit worried that Kafkaf are going to be on my case. Why did you stop sending pictures? When I've been blocked, I'm just a bit concerned. Oh, don't. The DRA yeah, don't, 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 don't worry about that. You, you. I think, I think they're going to be in, tr in, in trouble for, for blocking you. Um, okay. you, you were about to say that the next hearing's in March. So I was going to say you could make an application on the C seventy nine to enforce and see if you can get the hearing brought forward. But you won't get it brought forward from March. So yeah, don't, don't yeah. worry about that. They're the ones that have blocked you. So you, you'll okay. be absolutely fine. Okay. All it right. It's a bit concerning. Yeah. That, that's yeah. all. Um, okay. Because because uh, it is a Scott schedule um, that I was asked to do with yeah. a statement. Yeah. You you can only you can only do what you can do. If they've blocked you, you can't get yeah. in touch with them. All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, Thank thanks, you. bye. Thanks. Just wanted to let you know, if you're thinking about self-representing in either divorce, finance or children, check out my courses that are available for sale. They're on my website, maloneyfamilylaw.co.uk. I designed them specifically so that you could represent yourself without the need for a solicitor. Uh, Danny, you are next up. What's your question? And what it is... Um... So I've been having some trouble with my with my my mum for the last year or so. Yeah. Um. She's currently she's moved last year she moved away to Spain and left my two little sisters with me and yeah. my other sister. Yeah. Um. And she come back, got the kids back and all. Um. And then there was another family argument, and she's gone again. So she's moved again and left the so two, two little sisters again. And I've got a letter from solicitors last week saying. That she's got a non-molestation out order against me, um, and I'm up at court tomorrow. But I haven't had no time to. I only got the letter on Friday. Oh my I'm goodness! Tomorrow for it. So, so the girl. The, yeah, sure. So the girls are still with you, Danny. Yeah. So I've, I've social services are um, helping us out, like because you know with some like some sort of PR for like dentists, doctors, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. How um, how old are the girls? Um, fifteen and thirteen. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, so I'm at court tomorrow. You see. So yeah. Know, no. Fair enough. And I've not got a solicitor. Yeah. So fair enough. Uh, well, well done you. First of all, for looking after your sisters. I mean, I think I think that's that's amazing. Um, in regards to the non-mole, um, you would simply first the first thing you're going to say to the court is because obviously you'll be there is that your apologies, but you you didn't you only found out. Um, however, was it today you said you found out, or yesterday? Found out on Friday. Friday. When I got, I got when I f tried to get some advice, I said, "Oh, I'll have to be presented by the court on Monday." Like yeah. Forty-eight. Uh, yeah. So many hours before. Yeah. So, so yeah. So yeah. so just explain that to the court. So I was only served on Friday. I really have tried to get some legal advice. Um, unfortunately, I have been unable to. Now you've got two options because you haven't had time and you've only had the best part of three working days, really, because you can't include Friday, depending on what time you received your post. Um, you could ask the court to adjourn. Or you could simply go along and deal with it and just say, well, look, I haven't got legal advice. I'm here now. I don't accept the things that mom is saying about me. Um, and the court might, I mean, I, I suggest the court would probably say, well, look, both of you go away, make a statement, we'll come back and we'll have like a, a full day's hearing. Um, so that they can test both the evidence. So option number one, explain you've only just been served and request an adjournment so you can get some legal advice. Option number yeah. two, stand there and defend it yourself anyway. In which case, because you both can't agree, um, the court may well set it down for a hearing date and give you an opportunity to get some legal advice if you wanted to. 
But the, the important thing is, Danny, I wouldn't be too concerned about it, okay? Don't be too concerned about it. Yeah, I mean, the stuff what she said anyway, um, and like that, 90% of it was just lies, just so she could get away, I think, because she'd been saying stuff like about the sisters and all, and even there said if they could, like, get, if they could speak to someone, they'd tell them that. You know, she's yeah. lied to all, all of it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I was going to say, the girls won't be able to speak to the court because, you know, they're, they're still children. Um, but you want, yeah. to, you want to say that to the court. You know, the, these are all lies. Sometimes what the court do is they won't make a non-molestation order, but they'll ask the parties if they're in agreement to giving undertakings to each other. So, and what that means yeah. is that she stays away from you and you stay away from her. And you both promise the court, and we call that an undertaking, that you won't go near each other. And sometimes the court deal with it in that way, and then it'll all be finished tomorrow, and you've both given an undertaking to each other. Right, yeah. All right. She's not going to show up anyway because she's not going to be now, so oh, we'll look, God. Out, look at that as well. She hasn't even turned up. Well, yeah. I mean, so if she doesn't turn yeah. up, then what you're going to be asking the court to do is dismiss her application. Right, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Okay, okay. Yeah, All right. All right. Good Thanks luck, Danny. Day, that's okay. Bye-bye. Stacey, you are next up. What's your question? Um, I'm trying. I don't know where my volume's coming through. Um, so mine's quite a heavy case. Um, I've been going through an interim order for three years. Um, I had a breakdown three years ago uh, postnatally. But when it was put through the court with a psychiatric um, analysis, she said, I've got borderline personality traits. Um, so the proceedings have just concluded with my other two children, uh, where I was told under my legal advice to um, concentrate on a baby, because uh, I had a baby through the proceedings, um, and which is what I've been doing. But... Um, I've been stuck with what I do with regards to this BPD because I've been around the steps to change and the mental health teams for three years. They're saying it's all circumstantial, anxiety, depression. Um, I've tried to go down the private route of paying £50 an hour for the BPD traits. Um, I've obviously not been able to carry that through because it's too expensive and I've had to put my time into being a contact for the children. Um, so I've not been able to work as a nine to five job, nine to four job. Um, basically, my circumstances with my current um, legal team had broken down. So now I'm at a point where I've got to self-represent. Um, I have the final hearing next month for the baby. Um, my parent assessment has come out as negative because they keep going on about me not having this counselling for the BPD. Although they say my parenting is exceptional, apparently, um, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do because I've been to my GP, I've been around the other mental health teams, you know, they're saying a different story to this court psychiatrist. So what would you recommend that I do? It's more of a community problem, Stacey, than a legal one. And what I mean by that is, you know, by the sounds of it, you, you know the support and the help that you need, but you can't access it. Um, you know, uh, uh, affordably. So the, the, the answer is going to lie with the community. And what I mean by that is social services or voluntary organisations that are going to be able to help. Because if you have exceptional parenting, great. But if there's still, uh, still some concern about the BP, then obviously that needs to be addressed. But of course, you're caught between a rock and a hard place. You want to address it, but you can't. So I would yeah, be... Like I've literally three years like I've yeah. been just sent round in circles and obviously circumstantial, it's yeah. like upsetting and yeah. stressful. But whatever I do, you know, like they, they keep saying all oh, BPD, BPD, but it's literally just my... Um, it's just because of the proceedings and how how much how stressful they are and everything yeah. else that goes on within the proceedings. Um, so Rebecca, mental, yeah, what, what do I do with regards to my court here and next month? Do I just self try and self represent myself because obviously all I've got is the evidence from the mental health team to so yeah. say, look, 
this is circumstantial. Yeah, can I jump in? Can I jump in, Stacey? Sorry, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's all right. I've got I've got a few people on the TikTok who are reaching out to you. So Rebecca Rose says, mind, mental health are really good for support. Somebody else says, I've got help for her. That's just a ray of, of pitch black. Um, my ex, another one says, my ex-partner is going through hell with his MH and NHS and GP, oh, what does it say? I've lost it. It slipped up. And GP, have, oh, oh, that's not very helpful. Um, they're just saying they've had a really bad experience. So I think the first thing I would do, I mean, yes, you've got to represent yourself, haven't you? Because obviously you haven't got your legal team on board anymore. The way you come no. across, Stacey, to me here on the Discord, you know, it, it it's very honest, it's very calm, it's very measured. Um, so as I'm listening to you, I th- what I would say is that you'll present well in court, okay, because you're not okay. rattling on, you nice. are very calm, um, but, what, yes. but what you've got to do is you've got to, you know advise the court really that this isn't a legal issue that this is a community issue and that you need some support and I would be sort of saying to the court look what would the court suggest I do because I've got excellent parenting um perhaps the remedy is to I know it's been ongoing for three years but perhaps the remedy is to have in place some interim contact while maybe the community offer you some support with BP I, because it's not a legal issue, Stace, it, it's something that I can't really help you with because you need some volunteer organisation. So Go on. I ask if they will extend the, well, it was meant to be a final hearing. Obviously, yeah. it's been going on since the baby yeah. was born, so she's nearly nine months. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, I've not been able to access this therapy and I'm, I'm obviously but, more than capable to look after yeah. the child. It, it, so it may not... Got- yeah, it may not go um, to a final hearing, though. Even though it's listed for a final hearing, if there is compelling circumstances, they may just use it as a directions hearing and then have it, you know, listed as a final hearing for another six months. So don't worry about that, that it will be the last. Mm-hmm. And then if the court are minded to have it go ahead as a final hearing, then ask if you could potentially come back in six months' time or, you know, revisit the issue. Yeah. It, it's hard to... So to all- go on. It's just, it's just really annoying that I'm having to like argue it really when you know there's there's nothing there with regards to me being a risk or anything. It's just literally this BPD label that I got put on me by this. Well, it's traits. It wasn't even actually a full label. Yeah. So I'm just, um, yeah, I'm going a bit out of my mind. Obviously, my two have already gone with my ex's sister who now has nine children within her care. She's Mm. the only one applying for the SGO with the baby. That then gives her 10. So, yeah, it's just stressing me. Yeah, I bet it is. I live on my own. Yeah. It's like no issue, but they just keep creating their own issues. So If If you hop over to the TikTok Live, there's so many people, honestly, reaching out to you, Stacey. There might just be something there that's going to help. I know, know. it's a a bit tricky, yeah. No, but I'll I'll let you off here now and you hop over to TikTok Live, okay? Okay. Lovely. All right, thanks, Dace. Bye. Um, NHS, you are up next. Hopefully I can hear you this time. So the question is, if the other party doesn't answer questions in the questionnaire following the first hearing, what can I do? If they don't ask questions of the questionnaire, well, they've been ordered to answer the questions. Right. And if they, if they don't provide an actual answer to the question, so if they don't, they, 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 they give, you know, say, how long was married for, and they answer purple, um, what can they do about that if they're not actually answering the question? So the process then would be a schedule of deficiencies, but ultimately if they don't answer, then when you go back for your second hearing, you're just going to let the court know that they're not answering. I mean, the court's going to then make a decision as to whether, A, the question actually needs answering, can the can the case go ahead without the answer to that question? Um, and in the more extreme cases, the court has the um, power to make an order in the absence of that information that you need, potentially in your favour. Right. Okay. So I don't, there's nothing, you know, that I need to do in the interim. Uh, No, no, because you're waiting for them to answer the question. There's nothing you can do, really. You just have to hope they answer it. And I think I asked you before, but I just want to double check. Any income that I receive during the course of these proceedings, do they go into the marital pot? Are they, you know, are they up for grabs? 
No, no, it's no the the income doesn't, but the the income is just considered as to how much you're earning and how much the other person's earning. So it's not as if your salary goes into the pot because you need that to pay for your day to day living expenses. Okay. All right. Perfect. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Mark, let's see if I can hear you this time. So myself and my husband are going through divorce. I am pregnant. I will still be married when the baby is born. I want the child to have my maiden name. Is that okay? Um, she's married. I mean, is is dad around? Sorry, was there any part of that that included dad? Uh, it it doesn't state whether dad's around or not. It just says that they're currently going through a divorce. Yeah. Um. She she will technically still be married when the baby is born, um. But she would like the child to have her maiden name. Okay. I mean, obviously, yes is the answer. Whoever registers the baby's birth is going to register the name. So the answer to her question directly is yes. If she wishes the baby to have it, because she can take her maiden name now. She doesn't have to wait until she's divorced. Um, so she can revert back to her maiden name now if she wants to. I suppose the only query that I would have is, is dad going to challenge that? Um, uh, which is why I asked, is dad around? So, But the answer to her question is yes, she can. Right, no worries. Um, do I still need father's consent to, child, to change my child's name if there is one domestic violence involved and two, he hasn't attempted to see or speak to my daughter in over eight years? And if I don't, how do, how do I go about changing her last name to my own? So if dad has parental responsibility, so if he's on the birth certificate, um, then yes is the answer to that. You do need his permission. Obviously, she hasn't seen him for eight years, so she might not even know where he lives and therefore may not get his position, uh, uh, permission. So then she would make an application to the court using the C1 form. Um, and all she needs to do is tell the court just that. I mean, there's every chance if there's been absence for eight years that the court's going to approve that application. Mm -hmm. And this is a pretty quick one. Yeah. Is there any online parenting courses that are recognised by the family courts or local authority, preferably free? Oh, it's a good question. And one that I don't know the answer to, Marty, if I'm honest with you. Because normally the parenting courses are recommended and referred by CAFCAS. So when yeah. the court order that parents do them... The, it then gets pushed over to CAFCAS to make that recommendation. Um, so I honestly don't know the answer to that, if you can do an online parenting course that's court approved. I'm sure the answer is yes, but I couldn't answer any certainty. You know what I'll do? I'll get one of my team on it to have a look at that and we'll come back next week and answer that question. So free parenting courses online. Okay, question mark. Right, leave that one with me, Mark, and I'll find out. Smashing. Cheers, Trace. All right, thanks, Mark. Bye. Cheers, bye. Uh, Mommy Bear of Two, you are next up. What is your question? Um, basically, my father died. Um, I've been made the executor of his will. Um, I've been trying to sort that out um, and obviously follow through with my dad's wishes. Um, my, my dad's wife hasn't been very helpful, <laughs> yeah. um, to put it politely. Um, she doesn't seem to care about my dad's wishes. Um, it's basically holding my dad's possessions to ransom, giving my dad's stuff away before the will was even sorted or read. Um, uh, a le um, legally, I don't actually know what I can do. I've never been in this position before. So I'm desperately trying I'm, to sort everything out. Yeah, but, I'm gonna but, I'm gonna jump yeah. in because what you need, um, Mummy Bear, is to speak to a probate solicitor. As much as I would love mm -hmm. to help you, I just specialise in family law. But when it comes okay. to uh, wills and death and probate and executors, that is with a probate solicitor. So if you Google okay. probate solicitor and find one nearest to you. Um, then that they'll be able to help you. Okay, perfect. All right. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Captain, I didn't see you there. Sorry. How can I help? 
So it's from Brett, if Brett's listening in. Um, Hi, me and my partner have been living together since 1995. We have three kids, uh, one 28, one 13 and one 10. During our time together, we have always had separate accounts and joint account for bills we pay into. My partner has always worked and contributed. I started learning about investing in 2009, invested in properties and shares and other assets. My partner did not want to learn it and wanted to stay in her career and we did our separate things. My investing has created over 3 million in assets and properties and shares pensions. I have put my partner on three properties 50-50 during my time investing. My partner is now saying it's hers as well, but she isn't very good with money and doesn't save and spends her money every month. I have saved money money and put in some in her name as well. She wants to get married and I want to know how I can protect what I've built up I only work part-time and my partner still works full-time through a choice, so I look after the kids mainly at home. If we got married, does that automatically mean it's 50% or before uh, 50% or before we get married have a financial order in place? It is causing conflict as I have studied to try and make my life as comfortable as possible and now it, and now it's reaping rewards for us both, but I have to protect what we have. And my partner says, keeps saying she can take it off me. Okay. So the first thing, when we talk about financial orders, that's at the end of a marriage. So we only put a financial order in place following a divorce. The best way to try and protect any premarital assets is going to be with a prenuptial agreement. They're not legally binding, but so long as both parties take independent legal advice, so what I mean by that is both parties have a solicitor and the prenup is fair and reasonable, the court will be guided by them more and more. So that's the best way to protect it. Now, when it comes to a prenup, you can't just sort of sign it and then chuck it in the drawer. You've got to keep revisiting it to make sure you're both sort of, you know, re-signing, re-dating, putting any change of circumstance in there. Um, And then, of course, making sure that it continues to be fair and reasonable. So because when we are looking at how finances are divided after a divorce, we've got to make sure that both parties' housing needs and income needs and and capital needs are met okay so that's the the primary concern of the court so short mm-hmm. answer prenuptial agreement um, and and all they need to do is go and take some independent legal advice um, it's very sensible for them to ask this question marriage is a contract people don't appreciate that sometimes They get carried away Mm. with the dress and the flowers. It's a contract. So a prenup is just some protection for that contract. That's all it is. Um, And once we get rid of the prenup, then we can go on and enjoy the the wedding. But no, I think it's a really good question. Also, Tracy, just just on the back of that. So if you've had a couple living together since, say, 1995, and then there's like a transition into marriage. Yeah. Does the is the relationship then say just for now from nineteen ninety five? Yes. Or is it, or is it just from when they got married? Nineteen ninety five. But the pre you see the prenup will step in and make clear that all those contributions or anything that was developed or built, shall we say, or saved prior to the marriage is ring fenced in the event of a divorce. Without the prenup, if they go on to get married and then it ends in divorce, we go right back to 1995 to sort out the finances. So the prenup can act as that roadblock. It will only take us back to the wedding day. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Brilliant. Thanks, Thanks, Captain. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Lids, you are next up. What's your question? So... Uh, I was with my partner for 14 years. Yeah. Uh, we've got two children together. Yeah. Um, and we purchased a house 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, recently, the relationship has come to an end, not by my choice, and I was effectively forced out of the house. Um, I'm now having to live in rented accommodation, uh, pay my rent, and I'm still having to pay them uh, half the mortgage as well as child maintenance. Um the ex-partner is refusing to sell the house. She's refusing to allow me to buy her out of the house or buy me out of the house saying she can't afford any of these options because she's not earning enough to get a mortgage. Um, 
is uh, there's roughly about 150 grand in equity in the house. Realistically, is the money trapped there until my boys sort of finish education? Not necessarily, Lids. Um, and and it's, it's ironic because I did a consultation today and it was exactly the same as yours. Um, well, al- almost the same. Um, so not necessarily. Um, the best thing you can do, because obviously I can't give you advice here and now, um, because yeah. in order to give you the advice, I'd need to ask you a lot more questions. Um, yeah, but yeah. that that's the best thing that you can do, is get yourself some advice. But to give you sort of some hope, if you like, or some comfort now, no. it's um, What you're talking about is the measure order, um, and that won't necessarily kick in in every um situation um, and and let me give you an example of where it won't kick in so for example if mum wants to stay in the property with the children but can't afford to pay the mortgage she can't have it all so she can't expect dad to stay on the mortgage so that she can stay in the property and have dad pay the mortgage as well so what the court's going to make sure yes of course the children's housing needs come first but actually and more importantly is the party's housing needs so you've only got so much lids you know in in by way of, of financial resource so yes you are expected to help with your children but what I always say is the court's not going to take the shirt off your back to keep her warm, if that makes sense. So they're not going to take everything from you um, in order that, that her needs are met. Yeah, the current situation does feel in that. Uh, yeah. Seems to be in that manner. The yeah. other thing I was going to ask you, it was on one of your videos on TikTok yeah. and yeah. I saw someone mentioning comments about yeah. occupation rent. Yeah. Is that... Um, yeah, that's the thing. Then, that that that's a real thing, and you and you can if the person there can't afford it, it can be offset, perhaps in in you know um, doing a, an adjustment in terms of how much equity that you get. The other thing that I would say is as well, just before I forget, Lids, is that when you move or when you separate, sometimes, particularly the the gentleman, they will start to pay everything. And and what I would say is you don't necessarily have to pay everything or you're not responsible for paying everything. So all the more reason to get a little bit of advice because what you don't want to do is continue to pay everything, have that person get used to it. And then when you get to court, the judge says, well, you have been doing it for the past two years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So don't fall into that honey trap either. So currently what I'm paying is we've gone onto the CSA website, I've done it all. Um, that total is more than what half the mortgage is. So I'm paying uh, half the mortgage and then topping up to that CSA total okay. uh, for the rest of the boys, if you get what I mean. Yeah, so it sounds like you're, you're on point. It sounds like you're giving what, what you should. Um, but I suppose that that's only an interim fix. Um, what you now need and what you're asking me about really is just to, to get this finalised, I suppose, so that you can move on. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Right, thank you very yeah. much. You're welcome. Thanks, Lids. Bye. Um, so I'm not gonna read it all because yeah. it's some of it is quite explicit. Yeah. Um but so son was removed by social services into dad's care. Um I had contact here and there, contact centre set up by social services. This stopped once COVID hit, and I was advised by social services to sort out my own contact as they would withdraw in. There were police presence um, and a pending case, but that has now been withdrawn with no further evidence. I've asked asked my husband for contact with my son. He has refused. He got a social worker involved who agreed that I should have some contact with my son, but they couldn't force dad into this as he was not in agreement. Um, they reported they were concerned with the contact and it could look like given the investigation previously had against me. Um, my son went to live with his dad when he was eight. He's now coming up to almost 12. I always expressed uh, wishes to see him. Um, how do I go about restarting contact? So, yeah. C- yeah, C100, I think, Mark, from all of that, it would be a C100. Um, But what I would say, based on all that history, it's going to be a slow and steady wins that race Um, because obviously the court's going to tread with caution given given all that's happened um, and and act in the best interest of the child. So C100 to kick it off again, but be prepared for a long journey. 
Yeah, it, it doesn't state here if there's an order already in place, but if there is, obviously, it's C2 then, yeah? Uh, depends on how, old the, how old the order is and what we're asking for. Potentially a C2, yeah. potentially, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Brilliant. Mark. Cheers, Trish. Okay, bye. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Clive, you are next up. Thanks again to Martin Captain for helping out. Clive, you got a question for me? Right, so... Uh, mum and son that come to the Aston Villa thing right at the front. Yes, 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 yes. Hello. I know, yeah, hello, yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah. Oh, no, I thought I lost you then. Yeah. Yeah, so we went to court for a fact find. Um, my ex-wife's case was pretty much thrown out in the first day. Yeah. Because the judge felt that even if she was able to prove that she, the allegations were true, yeah, um, there would be no stopping me from seeing my children. We've been going through a contact centre to see my children, um, which was ordered back in, uh, you know, the summer of last year. Didn't actually have any contact arranged because she was delaying things up until Christmas of last year. Eventually got contact. Um, my eldest son, who's only four, keeps expressing that he doesn't want to see me because I've hurt him in the past, um, which, you know, isn't the case at all. Yeah. Uh, we went to, we had a CAFCAS report carried out, went back into court with the CAFCAS report. That was thrown out because the CAFCAS officer hadn't followed the instructions of the court. Yeah. We've now instructed an ISW, um, the court, my barrister, um, and the CAFCAS officer, well, sorry, the ISW, all believe that there is potential of some sort of emotional damage being caused to the children. Yeah. Um, and the social worker mentions things like um, appointing a guardian, yeah, um, taking it to the social services and stuff like that. Yeah, what does that actually mean? Does that mean that my children are going to go into care? No, no. So what a guardian means is that at the moment we've only got two sets of lawyers. Mum's got lawyers. You've got lawyers. A guardian is actually where the children will have a lawyer. So we'll have the guardian. Um, who is the social worker and she will come out and you know report back to her solicitor who will be solicitor for the guardian um, and then you'll find you'll have three lots of solicitors in court in front of the judge because you'll have one for you one for mom and one for the children but it's a really good way where where we've got sort of emotional harm or parental alienation which i think this one borders on um it's really good because we're not actually having mom fight dad through their lawyers we're we're getting a legal voice for the children so i would be encouraging that clive absolutely okay and on, on the other side, I've also got mum solicitors pushing for some sort of financial settlement to, you know, finalise the divorce. Yeah. Um, I'm not really engaging in that at all. Yeah. Um, on the basis that my main concern is my children. Um, yeah. She's cleaning me dry financially anyway in pursuing this case for my children. Yeah. Um, am I okay just to kind of pretty much ignore them now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah, you don't. Have, you can't be forced to to do it all. That's absolutely fine. Just do do whatever you can. They keep threatening to say that right. If we don't hear from you in the next few weeks, we're going to issue proceedings and all that sort of stuff. That's okay. To which my response is, well, I'm still seeking legal advice. And I'm yeah. still trying to gather all the information you're asking from me. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, please just bear with me. Yeah. It. But, it yeah. If if they if they want to yeah. submit an application, they can. You can only do what you can do. You know your way around the courtroom now, Clive. Don't be intimidated by that. You know, you you're responding to them. A lot of times I'm not even getting a response from the other side, and that's why I'm making the financial application. So you'll be fine. All right. Okay. Thank thanks, no Clive. Good luck. Good to talk to you again. Say hello to your mum for me. I will. Okay. Bye. Uh, D.Y., you are next up. What's your question? Perfect. Um, a, a little bit of context just um, behind the situation. Myself and my husband um, started divorce proceedings uh, about three years ago now, quite a while. Um, my husband was out of the military a year ago, in which we've been trying to ascertain from him all of the, the final 
um, pension forecast um, and the gratuity part, etc., things like that, to try and start negotiations. Yeah. Um, so for the past year or so, um, we've been asking the other side for all of these details, etc., because like I say, he was out of the army um, about a year ago, so we should have had that forecast. Um, they've now only just disclosed um, essentially bank statements, etc., of of where the payments um, have apparently all been spent. So he received um, an estimated 41,000 in which my solicitor said that I would have entitlement of 50% over. Um, he is now arguing that in a nine month period, he has actually transferred 18,000 pounds to a third party, um, classed as rent arrears. Um, there's also a lot of other um, transactions that are on there in, in just unrealistic um, payments really, um, you know, for example, £2,000 in takeaways um, in nine months. Um, now, my solicitor has advised me that we can apply to court, um, but obviously um, the fees that are going to be incurred in that are going to be outweigh um, the percentage of, of the gratuity, essentially. Um, but I'm just wondering if there is, is any position that I could take to avoid going through the court process with the legal fees that I may be incurring or how do I get around having a claim on that monies that is essentially has been disposed of is this no if you're if you're keeping it outside of court then it has to be by consent otherwise you're going to find yourself still in the same position in six or 12 months time do you know what I mean so if it you know yeah. that the, the the idea of making the court application which is why your solicitor is advising it is because clearly the other side are not entering into negotiations with you in fact they're doing quite the opposite and spending as much money as they possibly can so yeah. you you've you've got no consent here so i appreciate that court is expensive but where you've got no yeah. consent from the other side you have no other option really what you mean to go through the court process? Yeah, you you've got no other option yeah. of, of of obtaining what it is that you're trying to get because the other side aren't in agreement with you, and the solicitors can't force them to do anything. Only the court can. Mm -hmm. Is is there any possible way that I could make um, an application to the court to actually ascertain where those finances have gone for example they've gone to a third party apparently well um, you so you you wouldn't you you're not going to make an application just for that one isolated thing you're going to make a financial application and as part of that financial application you'll be able to ask the court for permission to ask where that money's gone yeah okay um just jotting this down perfect thank you very much you're welcome brilliant. okay good luck thank bye you. So if I'm going to try you once more because I know you've been trying all evening, bless you. You've been really persistent. So oh, um, there you go. Oh, I can hear you. Um, so I have been with my husband um, three years now. He has two kids from a previous relationship. I entered yeah. their life when they were five and just turned five and just turned three. Yeah. So I've been that majority of their life now. Um we have them every single day that they are not at school so all of the school holidays and we pick them up on a friday drop them back sunday night bathed ready for bed fed like every time they're not in school they're out of yeah um their mum is very she's a decent mum to them um to us she's very hostile um she's very manipulative she just makes our life a living hell we want to go to court to get something in well not even go to court we want to get a legal thing just written that she cannot keep making the threats that she does for instance if we do something that she doesn't like she says she's going to make my husband go to court and sign over his parental rights like, okay so 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 no no she she can't do that i mean what what i wouldn't um believe or accept or even listen to um is 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 what she's telling you because it's not yeah. correct okay so the courts are not going to take away dad's parental rights if what you're asking me is you want a 
contact order that will give a framework Ooh. of contact to eliminate her ability to kind of hold something over you then yes a child arrangements order is is the way forward however and i always say this to people it's not it's not the be all and end all um because a child arrangements order can't fix everything do you know what i mean and and it sounds to me yeah. as if even if you had a child arrangements order in place there'd be something else that mom wouldn't be happy with but yes i mean to answer your question um, it, you know, if you and dad are feeling threatened that she may stop contact or that she may prevent contact from happening or whatever it might be, um, then yes, you want to make a, a C100 form and you're going to tick a child arrangements order. Okay, so yeah. sorry, I'm just writing yeah. this down. C100, yeah, C100 form and a child arrangements order. Child arrangement order. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and can she, because this is what, like, it, like I said, it's a bone of three years. Um, can she withhold contact while we're going through that? Uh, yes, she can, because there's no order in place. So she could do that, yeah. It wouldn't, she wouldn't look good when she gets to court, because if the children are in a real nice routine right now, and then she messes that yeah. up for no other reason than you've just um, made an application, then you would certainly be raising that with the court. But she could okay. stop it, yeah, Sorry, she could. Um, thank you. Sorry, I know you've got a million other people to get to. There was just one more thing, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the moment, we Soph, I'm losing you. Have you moved? Yeah. You're all... Uh, a Christmas death, but she was, sorry, can you hear me now? I can, yeah. Are you going to say that the kids have never spent Christmas with you? Yeah, like, we're hoping to have a baby at some point, and I'm like, oh, is my child never going to spend Christmas with their sibling? Like, will could we get that so, in order that we'll at least get, like, every other Christmas? So, um... If you do go for the child arrangements order, then you can implement that as part of the child arrangements order. And alternative mm -hmm. Christmases are a real popular clause because that's when parents, the, the co-parenting yeah. tends to break down. So absolutely so, if you could, you could have that as part of the order, yeah. Amazing, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're doing to help people. Oh, thanks so. Thank okay, you. thank you, bye-bye. Thanks, bye. Um, that's me done, I'm afraid. Soph said that there's a lot of other people waiting, and there are the Stratton, Rocky, Sorry Mart, Rosie, and Heidi Louise. But that's me finished. Um, another week of questions, Q&A with the Legal Queen. Um, so I'm back again on Monday at six o'clock um, uh, for another hour. Six to seven, Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Um, so until then, guys, take care and look after yourselves. Thank you for joining me in the Discord tonight, guys. And apologies, I didn't get to answer all your questions. Come back Monday at six or alternatively, drop me an email um, and I will um, get back to you before Monday. Bye. <laughs>